0: Season 2, Episode 8 of the Sports Rant Grant here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Well, it was so good last time I decided to run it back. I brought back my broadcasting friend, Gideon Hill. Thank you again for joining me once again, Gideon.
1: Thanks for having me, Dylan.
0: It's been a while since we talked. How have you been?
1: Um, good. A little disappointing news today with the core cup I'm sure we'll discuss that briefly, but... Uh... The, the new restrictions put up by uh, Bonnie Henry yesterday has kind of affected everybody with uh, the sports wise. So it's like conflicting messages you can play, but you can't travel. So, you know, for some teams leaks, um, Prince George comes to mind for BCHL and Caribou for the BC major major league or minor minor major Bentham. Like who do you play? So I think there'll be some changes. Hopefully the numbers come down. Everyone stays safe. I think most importantly right now above anything else is everyone stays safe and um, you know, spends time with their family during the holiday season and doesn't do anything stupid.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll definitely see how it looks coming in the new year. We are supposed to have a season, but again, we're not sure how it's going to look or what those um, rules are going to be in place since the numbers are still where they're at. Hopefully they're going down. It looks like they are. We're at 516 today. So we'll see what happens over the weekend. That's going to be a
1: big test. to what. Speaking of... Happens. What the regular season's going to look like, Dylan. Are you going to keep the goatee for the regular season? I think you should keep the good times going.
0: Well, no one's going to see me since I'll be the only one in the <laughs> building. And uh, every other time, I'll have the mask on.
1: If somebody has camera, I'll message them and tell them to, to give you a, a face shot and do a little play-by-play with them.
0: <laughs> I'll make sure the mask is on at that point. Um, well, coming into week 11 of the NFL, my friend, um, let's get right into the Sunday morning games. Patriots versus the Texans. How do you see this game playing out after the Patriots came out guns blazing against the Ravens yeah. and made them look
1: terrible? That was a tough game. The elements like at the end of it, I could see Lamar Jackson's shoulder pads. Like that's how bad the rain was that whole the game against, uh, where was it now? Cleveland. Like that whole weather system came from Cleveland all the way to like New England it was just crazy how the weather ended up and I think the Patriots deserve to win that game. Jackson and was pretty much shut out in that game. Mark Ingram looked like Marshawn Lynch when he came back last year. Mark Ingram's been bad all year. I haven't been fantasy and it's, I just bench him. I can't. Well, that's because I can't you have been fantasy. There's your first problem. Anyways, uh Patriots. I think they're gonna keep the good times rolling. They need wins. Bill Belichick needs wins. Um so I think they'll they'll pull out the win in Houston.
0: I fully agree. I think the Patriots are rolling right now. Um, The Texans just don't look very good. Um, Would you disagree
1: with me, though, you're a Patriots fan? So this is kind of a one-sided argument here.
0: (laughs) No, I I just... The way the Patriots are playing, they are rolling right now. Belichick is the best game planner in football, and he devised a perfect plan against that high-power Ravens offense, and he fully just shut out Lamar Jackson, and you could see Lamar struggle. He didn't... And the thing is, what a bigger... Point to me about this Patriots win against those Ravens. They did that without Gilmore.
1: Yeah, a lot of defensive players we were talking, texting about it last weekend, but that's a team that's missing a lot of key defensive guys. The season's starters
0: and opted out. Eight. Yeah. And, yeah. like, they're still in the hunt in the AFC East because of how bad that division is.
1: Yeah, because how bad. If it's any other division, I think they're not in it. But I mean, have we seen the NFC East, man?
0: Come on. That's. There's someone's going to win that division with a, with a bad record. They're going to have a losing record and win the division.
1: Okay, most leagues. <laughs> most divisions. Anyways.
0: Um, Titans at Ravens.
1: I think the Ravens rebound.
0: I just don't know if they can stop the run. I just think the Titans, that run game with Derrick Henry, I just don't know how the Ravens stop it.
1: I think Derrick Henry is elite, but I think um, Ravens uh, John Harbaugh's won a very de- defensively stingy coach, and I think he'll have his defense uh, rebound in that game. A-, a very strong defense of that didn't maybe look like it against New England, but I think they'll rebound and shut down Henry and Tannehill and the Titans' offense.
0: I I, I want to agree here, but I just I think that loss to the Patriots, I think it's I think it's gonna I don't think Lamar is gonna be playing like Lamar. I think Lamar is gonna play scared. And I just feel like the way the Titans are, they're just gonna pound and run the ball and drain that clock. I'm gonna t- I have the Titans winning this football game.
1: Did you bet on it, Dylan?
0: Uh, I don't release my bets, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm it's sure wise. you can guess. <laughs> um, Lions versus Panthers. Panthers. Teddy show. I. Uh, this game's really a toss-up for me um it's a 50 50 game um i think matthew stafford is probably the best quarterback in this game
1: isn't he questionable for this game
0: yeah as he always is because his shoulder (laughs) is a is a bum yeah but i just i just feel like the lions are a better team and i think they're gonna if if matthew stafford plays i think they come away with the victory
1: yeah, it would be a big win for the Lions, but I'm, I'm picking the Panthers in this one. Um, Eagles versus Browns. It's a hard one. I think um, two young quarterbacks, Wentz and Mayfield. I think the way that the Browns can throw the ball downfield for Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham is unmatched. Um, and I think that finds them the win in, in that game.
0: I mean, it doesn't really help that Odell's out for the year, but I'm um, not sure how i ba- not, not sure how he's gonna play. Not sure how he's gonna play. about ACL. that. So,
1: not
0: sure how he's gonna play. Sorry, a 20- Jarvis
1: Landry. Sorry, yes.
0: Not sure you, he's gonna you, play you, with, on a torn a- ACL. But I think point. the Browns do win this game. I don't think the Eagles are very good,
1: um, and I think they were good two years ago.
0: Uh, that's that's just mean to bring up.
1: Um, Didn't they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, with Nick Foles. <laughs> where, where is he now, if you want to remind me? Uh, hmm. On the bench somewhere.
0: I think on the Bears on the bench. Um, but no, I think with this Browns game, I think a key thing is that with Odell in the lineup, I think Mayfield was always looking at Odell as the number one target, just always scanning the field for Odell. But now that he's out, as great as Odell is, I think he's one of the best receivers in the, in, in the NFL. But... Now, with Odell gone, Mayfield's more looking around the field and more comfortable in that pocket. So he's getting the ball out. So I'm going to take the Browns to win this football game. Just because I think Mayfield is going to just be more comfortable now, as he has been. And I just don't think the Eagles are any good.
1: Yeah, and I think the, 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 the um, Browns are a, a two-pronged attack with Landry and then Hunt... Uh, and Chubb in the backfield, like you, they're unstoppable if you get them going, and, and Mayfield can run out of the pocket to do really well. So that's really a three pronged attack. So, and they have good cornerbacks. So I think
0: I'm, I'm just not going to bet on the Browns anymore because Nick Chubb, I don't like you for what you did last week. That was really hurtful.
1: I'll go with the Browns too.
0: Uh, I just hated that Nick Chubb had a touchdown, and he's like, no, I'm going to step out of bounds and just to, so we Is can. Is he on kidding. your fantasy team too? Uh, no, I, I bet on the Browns uh plus three and a half. And they won by three. So football sucks. Go Nick <laughs> yeah. That
1: was yeah, that was interesting. Uh,
0: Steelers versus the Jaguars.
1: Steelers. I don't think there's a question in this one.
0: Uh, I really don't either. I think Steelers are just I think they're gonna go ten and zero. I, I think the Steelers team is I, like- re- I think the Steelers team is really good, but Really? They're not
1: going to go undefeated they, they haven't, have the They Ravens. haven't played a
0: good – I'm sorry. To any Steelers fan that is listening to this, I'm sorry. Your team hasn't played
1: a good team yet. Maybe they haven't played a good team. They'll play the Ravens. That'll be a good game. but
0: That's going to be a great game on Thanksgiving Thursday. I took the day off work to watch football all day. a boy. Um, I think this game is really interesting that that's coming up. Falcons versus Saints. There is no Drew Brees playing. But there is Taysom Hill. Who has eleven career passes? <laughs> I just share his last name, so I respect that. I, I I don't understand this decision by Sean Payton, the head coach of the Saints. You have a quarterback who threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns last year, but you're putting in a quarterback who's more of a tight end who has eleven career passes.
1: I. Th- I... I don't know if it's something that they see in the Falcons' defense that they're starting hell over Winston. I don't know if it's because of the way that Winston played against the Saints like last year because of the divisional battle, right? I don't know what the thinking I, is. I don't Trump care did. that he had
0: 30 interceptions. He had 5,000 <laughs> yards and 30 touchdowns. Yeah. And and, now, yeah. and then he fixed his eye problem because he got LASIK surgery. He can actually see now.
1: You're saying he couldn't see it before?
0: He threw 30 interceptions. He couldn't see he threw- <laughs> But he did throw 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. I just don't understand the decision to not play the guy who has proven he can play the quarterback position over a guy with 11 career passes. I don't get
1: it. If you're looking at the future, then, like, I see the decision. But if you're trying to win now in that tight division, you know, pretty much neck and neck with the Buccaneers, like, you want to win this game, you go with Winston, you don't think about the future until the last game of the year when you don't need to win.
0: Especially with the Falcons being awful.
1: Yeah. They're you don't not take any good. Chances. No. Ever like, since Dan Quinn got fired, it's just... I mean, all year it's been bad, but...
0: I, I just don't see how... I think maybe he'll start. but I just don't see how he finishes the game. You have to go... You have to put Wins in it at some point in this game.
1: Can we talk about Matt Ryan being wasted talent at Atlanta right now? What about even the more talented player in Julio Jones? Uh, then there's Todd Gurley as well. Devonte Devontae Freeman.
0: Talk about talk about a career for Gurley where just it dove at that Super Bowl loss where he just couldn't get his knee right and he was injured and they just didn't run him and he hasn't been the same since.
1: I'm a Seahawks fan, but man, that running game with the Rams last weekend against Seattle, they put on a clinic at Allegiant Stadium.
0: What about that game yesterday? So far, can, sorry, what, so about that, what about that shootout yesterday, Seahawks and um, Arizona? That was tight. Right?
1: I'm so happy the defense pulled through.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly, I did not think your defense would pull through at all. I thought your defense was awful. I thought Kyler Murray would make you guys look like fools. You just couldn't get it going.
1: Yeah, that... Um, I think it's that because that shoulder injury he got earlier on. They were referencing it on uh, Jay and Dan that that hit he took in. The, I think it was the second or first quarter, landed on his shoulder, and they said he wasn't able to get going. And I, he didn't look himself. He's a very active quarterback, but he kind of avoided trying to throw too far downfield. And that kind of on the last play, you thought where oh maybe he might go forward on fourth and ten. I'd, he didn't get a throw. He didn't even get a throw off. So he got sacked, effort. so it doesn't help. Yeah, well,
0: doesn't help when your O line lets players just rush through he had
1: a good few seconds like it wasn't and it right wasn't,
0: en- wasn't enough time to get a throw off though like he needed hopkins to get downfield yeah.
1: yeah so he had to wait some time but
0: um moving on to the last game of the sunday morning games we have the Bengals versus the washington football team still without a name somehow
1: i still love the logo still looks like the waste management logo
0: <laughs> um i'm gonna take the Bengals. i think joe burrow yep. is a stud and I just think they're better than Washington. I think Washington is just awful.
1: Yeah, I agree. If I want to see Alex Smith get the start and uh, maybe a interesting quarterback duel, but uh, I, I picked the Bengals in this one.
0: Moving over to the afternoon games, we have the Dolphins versus the Broncos. Um, is it finally time to say that um, he... It's two a time, baby. It's two a time, really? Like, yes, yes. There's Brian no Flores clearly made the right decision here. They were 3-3 three and three when he made the decision. Now they are 6-3. and three. Yep. Clearly, putting in Tua was the right decision.
1: The last time we talked was the day before. <clears throat> turned into the day before that um, Tua got the start, and I think we praised that decision at the time, and I think we're praising it now. So
0: I, it, on
1: Ryan and, Flores and Fitzpatrick's going to have to wait another day with that beard.
0: It, it's clearly the right decision. they they went with their they went with their franchise quarterback, and it, yeah. it he's three and zero. Oh. I, I don't see the issue here. Like, you can't, you can't argue it.
1: And he's been playing. Like, it's not like they've been winning. He hasn't been playing it. He's been playing really good. Like, he's gotten out of the pocket well. He's thrown well. So, there isn't a problem I have with his He just has to get player. comfortable. Yeah. Like, after
0: that, yeah. when they put him in, he obviously, he's like, oh, okay, sure. And then, <laughs> he, when he had first rep yeah. practices and he had game experience, you could see the like, gears turn. You could see him get more comfortable. You could see him like, yeah. read defenses. He's way more comfortable now, and that's why he's turning out to be a, the right decision because he's getting the reps he needs.
1: And if he's your future, you don't want to have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick who, yeah, maybe he's a good short-term quarterback, but you want to have a guy who's in this time of the season grab the, the games by the neck and, and try and lead your team to the playoffs. So I applaud that decision.
0: I, I think it's a great decision. I think Dolphins blow up the Broncos because Broncos are just not any good.
1: I like Von Miller, but I think uh, Broncos are going to lose this game um jets versus the chargers uh, is this even a question
0: no the jets are bad just <laughs> bad like they're going on 16 right
1: i think golden tate is their best
0: player man i i love sam darnold what happened to him <laughs> i love darnold i thought he was great coming out of college
1: yeah, he's um, it's just
0: not having an offensive line. Is that the issue? Is it? Is it? Is it really like Andrew Luck all over again? Great talent, just you have no, you have you just get rocked every game.
1: Sorry, Golden Tate's with the Giants. Anyways, yeah, I I mean it's there's no protection. Like honestly, that's they've never had a good protection. They've never been able to. Make noise in the playoffs. They haven't been a good team for years, so like, I just is, think Adam, it's,
0: is like Adam Gase the issue here? Like, is coaching the issue?
1: No, I think it's just the play of the offensive line. Like, if you don't have enough time to throw, you don't have a good receiving core either. Like,
0: no, they don't. Ha- I don't. I don't. They don't have a receiving. They don't have receivers.
1: Doesn't help to get rid of Jamal Adams either. But that's a story for another day.
0: No, but the issue is here. Like, if the Giants... like the Jets, are going to finish last, are. Do they just draft Trevor Lawrence and just say okay hey, see it Sam Darnold like is it is it Josh Rosen in Arizona all over again where they Arizona just gets Kyler Murray and they're like okay we have okay here we go see a Rosen like
1: yeah no i don't it, think so i think I, you, you have I, still have half a season to prove himself but i, I, I don't know looking man looking I feel like if, I'm, if i'm
0: the giant if i'm the jets and i'm number 1 i'm trading Darnold and i'm taking Lawrence Lawrence is You the don't make that player.
1: decision now i'm saying you still have a few a few weeks to make that decision like that's still what just over the halfway point of the season you maybe look now you're oh and nine or oh and ten or whatever you are and you say oh you know maybe or oh and 12 whatever you want to be like this is a time because Trevor Lawrence is amazing like he's yeah he had COVID yeah this but he's had an exceptional season that Clemson team is, is fun to watch honestly so they have a lot of guys that could go in the first round as well
0: um Packers versus Colts I'm I'm really confused by this game Currently the Colts are a two point favorite, which I don't understand.
1: But um, Philip Rivers has nine kids.
0: <laughs> Packers have the best player and the best receiver in this game in Rogers and Adams.
1: Did you see that graphic they put on uh, Fox on the weekend?
0: Uh with like it was like Rodgers, Mahomes, yeah, and yeah. then Rivers.
1: <laughs> nine kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I just don't yeah. understand how the Colts are the favorite here. Um, I think Packers are clearly the choice to make here. I yep. think I, I just I don't like Colts. I don't I don't understand how Rivers throws the football. Honestly, watching him throw it hurts my shoulder.
1: Because <laughs> it's done like stuff a, done.
0: It's like this half motion like snap. I'm like, why are you not throwing the ball? <laughs> like uh, I just I feel like just the Packers win this game by two scores.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Packers are. I was watching the game last week against the Dolphins, I think it was last weekend. No, sorry, the Jaguars. They struggled in that game, um, but they got it going after a while, and I think they'll find a Yeah, some because pa-
0: Rodgers is like, oh, I'm just going to throw down Jamal Adams. I mean, I'm just going to throw down Vontae Adams, and he's open every play. Okay.
1: Yeah, it worked out well. It helps um, when you have a deep throw like that.
0: Cowboys versus Vikings, the last game of the afternoon. Um, Cowboys
1: just stink. Um, yeah, You think you'd play better, but I mean, with no quarterback. I think the
0: Vikings just have the better quarterback, and they're just going to run the ball with Cook all game, and I think the Vikings win because Cowboys stink, and like, they're bad.
1: Dalvin Cook show. I think the Vikings are going to win. Yeah. Moving over to the
0: night game now. This is an interesting matchup. Chiefs versus Raiders. I think the Chiefs win, but I think the Raiders give them a run for their money.
1: Didn't the Raiders just – wasn't there something this week about the Raiders dancing around on Arrowhead Stadium's field or something last time they beat the Chiefs? I know they
0: beat them last time. I don't know about the dancing part, but I know earlier this year when they did play, the Raiders did win.
1: Yeah, so that'll be – I think they'll have a chip on their shoulder at Kansas City, and they're a good team, so I don't know uh, what's going to happen, but I think it'll be a, a Kansas City win.
0: Yeah, it, it just, I I think Casey Wynn, I just think Mahomes is on that hunt for back-to-back MVPs, Um I think he's going to have a really good game and kind of put in put it into, like, gear that, hey, uh, I'm winning MVP again.
1: Yeah, and I think it'll be an interesting matchup with Carr as well, who, veteran, not like Mahomes in any stretch of the imagination, different team, different organizational standpoint, so I think it'll be a, a Chiefs win on um, Sunday night. And
0: moving over to Monday night, the Rams versus the Buccaneers.
1: I think the Rams are going to win this game. How well they moved the ball against the Seahawks. They had, <laughs> they, uh, they moved the ball well, and I think they'll the defense is going to be able to hold off the Buccaneers.
0: I don't know if you're being serious or what right now. I think you're. you're this
1: is a joke, right? No, I'm serious. I think they could actually pull off the win.
0: Wait. But- you it's laugh not- at me
1: and you fall off your couch now, but just wait till Monday night when uh, I'm texting. I, I
0: will gladly wait till Monday night and talk to you because this game is going to just be a wrecking ball. The Rams are going to get blown out. Vegas has it at a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm taking that all day long. The Rams are not good.
1: They beat the Seahawks.
0: I, like, this has to be the, like, one of the worst six-and-three teams ever.
1: Like, Did you not watch the game against Seattle? Goff is not good. I'm not saying Goff is good. I'm saying the way that they run the ball and their defense is strong. Like, they're able to hold Wilson I, I, to yeah, under okay, a certain you're amount of comparing points. comparing running
0: the ball against the Seahawks against the Bucks, So, the Bucks actually have a defense.
1: Fair enough. Fair point. That like, was a subtle roast.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what? Like, you're – like, the – Bucks have three running backs. They're just gonna run it down your throat. And look at that receiving court. You're gonna go Brown, Evan, Godwin. Godwin, like, and then Gronk. Guess what? Well, like, I'm sorry, Brady is a million times better than Goff, and he's 43 years old. Buccaneers, he's win, Goff's dad. <laughs> Buccaneers win this game by seven.
1: By seven, so it's close. But you're saying the Buccaneers win?
0: It's a touchdown game. Is that really a close game?
1: Yeah, it's better than a two point, two score game.
0: I don't know if you. I'm sure it's closer than that, but I think they're gonna beat the spread of three and a half. They're a three and a half point favorite. I think they beat that.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm still, I'm sticking with my, uh, my faith here in the Rams. Just because I know you're Tom Brady fan, but I also think the Rams can win this game.
0: And then on the bye week, we have the Bills, the Bears, the Giants, and the 49ers, just three bad teams and the Bills. (laughs) So does anyone really care that these four teams are on a bye? Yeah. Like, (laughs) the 49ers, you just don't have any players. Giants are bad. Bears are bad. And the Bills, I mean, I like watching you, but because you guys break a lot of tables, I think it's hilarious.
1: Bears have a good defense, but that's about it.
0: Well, when you have Khalil Mack, it must be nice. Yeah. Um, moving over to what happened in the NBA draft on Wednesday night. Um, Anthony Edwards went number one to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman went number two to Golden State. And the player I think that is the best player in this draft, Lamello Ball, is now on the Charlotte Hornets as their star point guard. Let's start with Edwards here. Um, I'm not surprised that he went number one. I I thought he would, but I I wanted Ball to go number one. But I think Edwards being on the Wolves is a really good fit with Carl Anthony Towns. I think that kind of helps spread the floor. Um, I'm excited to see how it's going to work. I think Edwards, if he can work on that three-point shot, he's got the size, he's got the game. It's similar. He's kind of similar to Towns in that way. They just got to work on their shot. Um, I'm excited to see how it's going to work for the Timberwolves. I think it's a smart pick. Um, now, moving over to the James Wiseman pick. This is a, James Wiseman is what the Golden State needed, and they need that seven-foot center room protector. This is a great pick. But it sucks because of what happened later earlier in the day that they found out. Klay Thompson is done for the second straight year with a torn Achilles. This hurts the Warriors and the league. Because you have the best backcourt in the NBA with Curry and Thompson out for a second straight year. The Warriors are probably not gonna make the playoffs now. The West is so strong and I just don't think the Warriors have the depth.
1: Gone are the days when Warriors were like first in the Western Conference, first in the division, like
0: Oh, it must be nice when they add Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, but I mean now they they could have made a run with, with Curry Thompson. Uh they had Andrew they have Andrew Wiggins as well, so some big names, but obviously with Thompson out it does sort of wrench in the plans.
0: And then the second greatest basketball player ever, Michael Jordan, drafting LaMelo Ball. I think this is a great pick. I think I think LaMelo will end up being better than his brother Lonzo. I think mean, he's a better passer. I think mean, he has better court vision. And Lonzo himself has said LaMelo is the best of the three because he's always, he was always playing up. He always was playing against better guys. With Melo, he needs to just work on that maturity. He needs to work on that defense and that shot. I think what stands Melo out is that court vision and that passing. He's going to – and the benefit that he has is he's playing on Charlotte. It wasn't like Wands when he came in as the number two pick to the Lakers to Magic Johnson saying, we're going to raise your number up. No pressure. <laughs> so, so I don't think Melo has any pressure on him.
1: Yeah, and I especially think- for playing with Mike on, in Michael Jordan's organization, that's going to be beneficial for him under his tutorship.
0: It's it's great leadership, and um, Chris Bouchard said this on First Things First. If Lamelo has any competitive drive in him, Jordan will get it out of him. I'm really excited to see how this pick works out. I think this has the most upside pick in the NBA draft because of how much potential he has. The Hornets finally found their star point guard that they were looking for. It wasn't Kemba. We saw how that worked out. This player in LaMelo is a star in the making. He yeah, and I think... Need, he just needs to get that maturity level and get his father, I think, away.
1: Yeah, and I think that'll help him. I think having Michael Jordan um, as a help. I think putting him, getting drafted by the Warriors would definitely have hurt his development. I think having... I mean, to be behind Klay Thompson, not saying they would have ever drafted him. But, for example, if they did, they would have been he would have been behind Thompson and Curry. Um, but I think drafting Anthony Edwards for the Timberwolves is good. They need one of those guys up front that can help Carl Anthony Towns. They never really had that. They had Anthony Bennett. Um, long list names as well that he could go through. Um, and then, I mean, I guess they knew that they were going to get Ricky Ruby or they – were thinking about it that they're getting Ricky Rubio to not pick up mellow Ball. So I don't know if there was something going on during draft day because they just made the Rubio signing official. So um, I'm happy for Edwards and Wiseman and Ball. I think Ball's going to do great things, but I just think it'll take some time to start winning. They need to build a team around him as well. But I think being drafted third overall, which is, I mean, like you said, not just the organization, but being drafted third overall was far less pressure than first and second, even first. So I think he'll have an opportunity to do great things in Charlotte.
0: I'm really excited with the pick I, I, and as I know how competitive those ball brothers are. So I know Lonzo's going to kind of hold that over. I said, Hey, I went one higher than you, but I think Melo's future is brighter. Just because of, I think he's a better player.
1: Yeah. Well, well, like I said, it, you will once Lamelo gets to the NBA, you'll see who the better player is, And I think it's as well, because they're both on, you know, mediocre teams, the Pelicans and the Hornets. And, so. like, for, and like, let's actually give Melo some games
0: here, guys. Like, I had a friend who said, I'm going to watch his first three games. I'm like, three games? They play 82. Let's yeah. give him a season under his belt.
1: Like, You never see guys make an impact in their first game. Like, you're not going to score like three goals, say, in the NHL, like you would 30 points you first Unless game. you're Austin
0: Matthews who scores four.
1: Are you a Leafs fan too?
0: No, I'm just saying you mentioned the yeah. three goals part. I just thought well, I had to throw okay, in. okay, that was a before. one-off.
1: That's never happened. But you get the point. Like it's you're not going to see an impact right away. You got to have the right team. You won't get the team you want right in the in like, the off season. Really,
0: the last impact I remember from an NBA guy coming out of the draft was LeBron because he had the most hype out of any pick I've ever seen. Like, so I think Mel, you're gonna like NBA is such a different game than than anything. Because one player can dominate. But in the way Melo plays the game, it's going to be on... It's going to be how he spreads the floor, how he passes. He's not going to give you 30, 10, and 10. He's not going to do that. He's going to help space the floor, help with the passing, and help control the ball. That's what they need. That's what a point guard does. He's not going to be like Curry... Popping 33s a game. That's not what he... That's on his game. Yeah.
1: He, Which, that wouldn't have worked on the Warriors because Lamelo would just be feeding Curry all day. He wouldn't get any shots. So, I think that was wise for the Warriors and for Lamelo not to go to... to the
0: plus, Warriors have been needing that 7-foot guy, and that's yeah, why They haven't me. had
1: a rim protector since Bogut, honestly. Like, that was, what, three years ago? So, they needed somebody like Edwards.
0: And then, moving over now to the NBA free agency that started today. What a really interesting start to the day. Montrez Harrell signs a two year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, moving just down the, sh- moving literally across the hall. Down the hall, yeah. <laughs> and it was even better because Patrick Beverly tweeted out, wait, what angry emoji swearing? And I think that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's Patrick Beverly. Of course, it's
0: animated. Um, and then Mar- uh, Mar- Mar- Marcus Morris, four year at $64 million. Clippers, I what are
1: you? That. I shook my head. <laughs> Clippers,
0: what are you doing? Why are you paying so him so much? Yeah. Why are you paying him that amount of money? He's not. There
1: is so much money to be spent around that team. They have no depth. They have three, two players: George and and Leonard. Harrow would have been their third, but like they have Pe- Beverly's. As Beverly can't at, score. Yeah, he's a backup point guard at best, right? Like, they need way more than just Leonard and. Um, and and
0: then Lakers George. taking West and then another great signing by the Lakers here, taking Wesley Matthews one year for a one year three point six from
1: the Bucks. Yeah, that's a great deal. Move. Yeah,
0: and and then like and then because it works out great because Howard's off to the 76ers at one year for the veteran minimum two point six, but. Obviously, the Lakers are going to sign AD. He's the number one free agent. We all know he's signing. He's just waiting right term, right money. They got to work on the contract. We all know he's staying in L.A. But the, bigger th- the biggest thing that actually happened to last, late last night, early today, was the Dennis Schroeder trade becoming official. Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Danny Green and Jaden McDaniels, who the who was taking with the first round pick. The Lakers had. that first round pick was traded to um, OKC, the Thunder, but they couldn't trade the draft pick because you can't tra- in the NBA you can't trade draft picks in back to back years. So obviously they call and say we want McDaniels. Lakers take him. Boom. There's a trade. So the the championship Lakers move out Danny Green, Dwight Howard, and John Rondo in exchange for Montres Harrell, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Schroeder. You're telling me they're not going to repeat? No, sorry, fam. Ring number five is coming home to LeBron. That team <laughs> is deeper and better.
1: Yeah, deeper like Wesley Matthews. Montrose Harrell was sixth player of the year. He could be a starter. Like he could push LeBron small forward. The Lakers added forward.
0: the sixth man of the year and the runner up.
1: <laughs> How's that for <laughs> an addition? Yeah, and like, they still could have Anthony Davis. Like,
0: and and, and obviously going to resign Anthony Davis. So their team and they kept Kyle Kuzma, who they can still trade.
1: Yeah, they should like, trade. But yes,
0: they, they yes they should. But this the Lakers team got deeper. They got better and. They're going to win again. I, and then what people are saying, what I, what I hate seeing right now, is how people think James Harden going to the, net, uh, the Nets is a good decision. You're, people, Kyrie and Harden are not going to work out together. It's not going to happen. You can't add two ball-dominant point guards together. It's not going to work. I'm telling you, with Steve Nash hiring Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni will do whatever it takes to trade Kyrie for Harden. D'Antoni called James Harden the best scorer ever. You don't think D'Antoni wants Harden?
1: You're crazy. I think that they will get Harden to play with Irving and Durant. I think they will. It won't work. But I I, I don't know. Like I said, I was going to say, I don't know if it'll work, but I think they give it a shot. Like they try and do what they can to not give up too much for him. But or, I mean, Harden's a, a shooting guard, so he could play point guard. But I mean, if you have that much scoring, you want to make a run for it. And I think if Durant's healthy, they could do some damage.
0: I just don't see Harden moving off the ball. He he needs the ball in his hand. That's the
1: kind of player he is. That's what. That's why it works so well in Houston. Put it well. Put it this way: they didn't. It didn't work well with Westbrook. So who knows what it's going to do with Irving? But Westbrook Irving, kind of the same player. Harden. You you have three mm-hmm. big egos. Four DeAndre Jordan. So you have four big egos in that net team. If Harden goes there, you feel like that may not work. But I th- think Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni can do enough um, to keep those four but in. The thing focus. is,
0: though, like the way D'Antoni coaches, and the, I think the way Steve Nash is going to coach is so similar because D'Antoni. Is what made then Tony brought out what Steve Nash needed. Ball single ball movement. Steve Nash, you are the leader of this team. You control the game. And I don't think Adam Harding it's gonna do anything because that's the way Kyrie plays, that's the way Durant plays, and that's where the Harding plays. Like, to me, it only worked in Golden State because there was too much talent on that team for it not to work.
1: And the other thing is Thompson doesn't like the ball in his hands as much as Curry does. So Curry Thompson's a catch and shoot, whereas Curry's a dribble and shoot. So Curry had a lot of the ball. Thompson more set up in the corners, got the ball inside of Draymond. Like Durant was a shooter, and like they had two ball movers, and then a big guy and two other guys who could just move. Like who yeah, could shoot. It,
0: there was just for the Golden State was when they had when they added Durant, it was too much talent for it not to work. So it was it would they were going to win. It was too much talent for it not
1: to work. Strong bench too.
0: But I just don't see adding three, like, having that ego of Harden plus the way he plays, how it's gonna work and with the net. I don't see it working. Like that's the reason why it works so well, AD LeBron. Like you need because LeBron can just dominate the ball, feed it to AD in the middle, and it's in.
1: Well, like, fair like. Ad is also more of a big forward. He's not going to be outside the paint as much as say like Harden and Irving. That's the
0: thing. So like, I don't understand how the Nets are going to plan on doing it. Because like, are they? How are you going to? How are they going to have like, Kyrie, Harden, Durant? Like, they're all ball handler shooters.
1: And they don't have like. You can't tell me Gianger Jordan's going to be the guy to have the ball inside. Like, they're they need to add some a couple more players to make that starting lineup complete if they get James Harden, but they're giving up a lot for that.
0: I just don't think for the Nets, adding Harden is a good decision at all. And then the other decision that I also question is this John Wall for Westbrook trade. They're the same player. (laughs) You're trading problem for problem. (laughs) Like, that's literally what it is. You're trading a problem for a problem.
1: What are we doing here? But you're trading two unhappy problems, so... But it's still, a,
0: it's still a problem A player for a problem B player. They're the same player. They both need the ball. Maybe they think. They both complain, and all they care about is their stats.
1: So maybe that means that Wall we'll will have less stats in Houston? I don't know. The, Houston's giving up a lot, and they're losing a lot. I don't know if that's going to be a rebuild, but I just don't see the like for like working out for anybody. No, I, I
0: think it's a really bad trade, but they both want out. Um, and then the other thing that's really. I, I, I think the biggest thing, moving back to just what we were kind of talking about with James Harden, the biggest thing that I can tell why he wants out, he turned down $50 million a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, wh- what? $50
1: million a year. He's like, nah, I don't need it. That's the lifetime salary for half the population of the Longhorn in <laughs> To put it in
0: reference for hockey fans, Connor McDavid makes $11 million a year.
1: He's the best player in the wor- world. And he's one of the highest paid in the league as well. One of them. James Harden's like eighth best.
0: And they're like, here's $50 million.
1: <laughs> LeBron makes $30. I don't know why that's a head scratcher, but I mean, if you want it out, then you're. Happy to sacrifice the pay for leaving.
0: I, I don't know, man. 50 million dollars a year. That sounds nice. <laughs> and you' live in and it's not like you live in like but fuck nowhere you're living in Houston
1: Like you could you could buy the arena for that money.
0: I, I just don't understand why you would turn it down. Just ter- be like, yeah, I'll sign it. It's two years, make a hundred million, then go wherever you want.
1: Was it a one year deal or two?
0: I don't know what the term was. I just know it was $50 million a year. I'm like, oh, okay. that's be nice.
1: <laughs> so if that was a baseball player, I would get it, but like, <laughs> still.
0: Baseball players are making more money. Fair enough. Um, let's switch over to the World Juniors here. What? How? I don't even know where to start with this. Doc and Cousins were late. How?
1: <laughs> they were getting I, treatment.
0: You know, your practice starts at eleven thirty. Though.
1: <laughs> I agreed. Yes.
0: Like, I'm sorry. You both played in the NHL.
1: Did Cousins he, ever play in the NHL? I don't think so. Well, Doc he, had the, the the, NHL. he like what I mean is
0: like he at least he had he went to camp. Yeah. Like, sir, did you really think you were going to go on the ice after that? And the coach is like, well, you have the option. They're both like, nah, we fucked up. And then they were like, early today. Like, come on, guys.
1: Yeah, especially players of those high profile that deal with the situation defused by head coach of Canada, Andre Tregny, did. Um, I think that could have gotten a lot worse and overblown. The fact that it was even talked about, I think, to me, was crazy because, you know, yeah, they're high profile, but they were late. Everyone's late. But, I mean, to a camp, it's pretty structured. It's Hockey Canada. You know that they're going to have timing down to, like, the second. So...
0: That's the thing. Like, it's not like it's... Like, it's a camp that is literally... Everything is laid out for you. I mean, obviously, Doc and Cousins are making... Accommodations. Obviously, Doc and Cousins are making the team, so, like, no one's going to care if they're late. Like... It's not I think mean,
1: the players would have cared.
0: I, I just mean, it's not going to hinder the coaching They're, staff decision. Yeah, no, on, no. It's not going to hinder that. Like, Kirby Dock is probably going to be the captain.
1: but that was a captain's move as well to not go back on the
0: ice. Uh, oh, it 100% was. But I don't. W- w- with lines today, why would. Does Team Canada really. Is there a plan to have Kirby Dock as their third line checking center? Is that the plan? No. Like, is Byfield going to be the number one center on that team?
1: I hope not. It has to be Kirby Doc. The Blackhawks aren't going to have a guy go down to, to Hockey Canada for playing third line. Like, there's no way that's good for his development. I mean, he's already an NHL star, but, like, you but don't want to... The thing wanna...
0: is, though, it, I was talking to this with an, a friend earlier, and he made a really good point. Docs learn from tapes. Right? Tate is probably the best checking center in the league. It does make sense. Because you can go by field one, Cousins two, Doc three. That depth is gross.
1: And there's other players as well that could go... Like, you could have Colt Perfetti. You could have McMichael playing center. Like there's so many different players that could fit down that role that you're gonna have to make decisions. You're gonna have to put someone in wing that won't doesn't play wing. Like, they're gonna have to make some players play out of position.
0: And like if your plan is to win gold, I get why you might move Doc to third line, because you're trying to shut down the other team's top lines. Like we talked about like a couple weeks ago, how deep this tournament's gonna be. So I can see why, but I I just feel like Doc's probably the best player there.
1: Yeah. I mean overall, yes, I think in the way that he's also playing in the NHL, so he has a leg up there. But the other center that I really would have I would like to have in the roster, Ryan Suzuki, but he's not he's not Kirby Doc or or Quentin Byfield or Connor Azari or Dylan Cousins, so It'll be and, interesting to see who,
0: how they and, and I think another key thing that I want to talk about here is um I, I think Shane Wright makes his team. And I think a key for me in why he makes it is why else would Bo, would Bowen Byron be kind of keeping him on his toes. you are not going to have your number one defenseman kind of do what he said in his best to keep him the kid loose. Like Shane Wright today said, I know I'm good enough to make this team. It, it, like, I don't know. I just feel like he makes this team. I don't, I don't know how, unless he's the last cut, I don't see how he, ma- I don't see how he doesn't make the team.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Hockey Can I'm sure, is talking to NHL about his draft status for next year. Like, you want to have a guy that, or is it two years away? Whatever it is.
0: 20, um, I think
1: he's, I think he's twenty twenty two. 22. Yeah. So two years away, either way, like a, a prospect of the caliber NHL is probably like, Hey, like we want him to play. Like he should be playing these games, especially where the NHL isn't starting until I think February or whatnot. So I just heard that today. So he makes his team. I think he'll be pushed out wide to right wing, less responsibility, not as much, um, weight on your shoulders is maybe doc or cousins to carry the team but i think some players will have to play out of position just a matter of how they deal with that
0: last i heard about the nhl though just because it's on that topic is they're still aiming for that january 1st start date
1: i don't think that's going to happen
0: i I don't think it happens either i just I i don't like but according to chris johnson it they're still trying to make that january 1st date as the possibility
1: so you're pulling guys from the World Juniors to camps for, like, NHL. Like, I don't – that doesn't make sense. Well, that's
0: why, La, why Lafernee's not there.
1: Yeah. Well, then why the, would Doc be there?
0: Because the Hawks want – the Hawks sent Doc no matter what. They told him to go no matter what.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Because, you know what I mean? Like, Kirby Doc is going to be, what, your third-line, fourth-line player on the Hawks. Laffey's going to be your first-win winger.
1: Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, if you're having Lafreniere playing, going to camp, you'd also want to have like Byfield, Profetti, Krebs, Jack Quinn, like all those guys that are just got drafted, like have been drafted for a couple years, top prospects, like you want those guys in camp. So, I mean, NHL is not, not going to depend on those guys to be on their teams, but I feel like you I, would not have them I, I just side by last, side.
0: I just think ran, Rangers are where they are. I think they have a better shot than all those teams to do anything. Like, I don't see the. The Kings are not good. <laughs> I, I, is it true, though? They're not good.
1: No. I mean, they're, they were last year, two years ago, in the middle of like they're in the playoffs against the Knights. They were like in between. I think this last year we kind of figured out that they were a re- rebuilding team, especially after that opening night shut so down. That, that's why Canucks. I think they're
0: kind of not as worried as much as Bout Byfield because the,
1: Lafreniere, yeah.
0: Because I think the Rangers can do damage this year. I think they're
1: really good. They were like the only team that the last five, six years to get a pick that could actually make the playoffs. Like, they are a, they're a built team. Like, they have two good goaltenders in Shesterkin and Georgiev. They have Tony D'Angelo, Jacob Truba. Then they have Temi Panera and Mikas Vanja. Like, the name's gone. They've added a lot as well in this offseason. So, they're a team that could make the playoffs. So, I think for them Aners.
0: it makes more sense. Let's keep Lafreniere. He's already played in the Royal Juniors twice. Let's have him in NHL camp. But for teams like LA, like the Hawks, like, let's give our guys let's let them go to camp and we can always pull them if we have to. And if we don't, at least they're they're getting more than they're getting their twenty five thirty night instead of ten fifteen like they would in the NHL right now.
1: Yeah, and who knows what's happening with like the AHL and um, the like the dub and the OHL the Q, like when they're gonna start who's going to be playing like you can't have a whole lot of guys. There are going to be a lot of HL players on NHL, either opening night rosters or like a taxi squad, as they talked about. So you're not going to have these guys that maybe will make the NHL in regular times because they haven't been playing all year. Whereas NHL guys maybe played in the summer, um, like competitive teams that are at the bubble that will be having less prospects on the normal and guys that maybe will be bubble players years prior playing over these major junior guys because they haven't been playing. Um, since last, you know, March or February or whatever it was.
0: Well, and that, and just I don't see how Bi- like Byfield's gonna be at least third line, right, in LA because he's not gonna take over Kopitar, and I don't think he's ready enough for second. So I just think it. May- I think for teams like that, it makes a lot more sense.
1: More seasoning, yeah. You're playing against really good young players too, and guys that could make the NHL on other teams. So. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out when it comes to NHL training camps after the World Juniors.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be, hopeful. again, we still don't know when the NHL season's going to start, though. They are still aiming for January 1st, but we don't know. Um, moving over to my last topic of the day, the MLB Hall of Fame. It, was re- it got announced recently who is eligible for the 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. Perry Zito... Aramis Martinez, Ermus Ramirez, LaTroy Hawkins, Tim Hudson, Tori Hunter, Nick Swisher, Mark Burley, Michael Coutier, Shane Victorino, A. J. Burnett, and Dan Heron. None of these guys are making the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Mark sorry. Burley could. Mark Burley could.
0: The only one that's possible on this list to me, is either Tori Hunter or Nick Swisher. That Over Mark it. Burley?
1: Yes. Really? Wow. Okay.
0: Wow. Um and then, I mean, we're
1: allowed to g- disagree so that's okay. I don't,
0: are you only saying Burley because he was a former Blue Jays pitcher?
1: No, because he played really well when he was with the White Sox.
0: Hunter was game. with the
1: Tigers. And, and she Squish- was with the Yankees and the Indians. Like, I don't see them doing a whole lot. Anyways, we can And then are returnees. Kurt
0: Schilling, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Roger Clemens, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, Barry Bonds, Jeff Kent. Gary Sheffield, Omar Vizquel, Scott Rowland, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pennant, and Bobby Abreu. Okay, this is where I'm going to yell. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone now I'm going to yell. So, Hide for the last,
1: Turn down the mics for <laughs> the
0: last seven years... The MLB Hall of Fame voting committee of 100 and however many of you are, I don't understand why there's that many of you. We don't need that many of you. How have you not voted in? Clemens, Schilling, or Bonds? You're saying you're not voting them in because of their performance-enhancing drug use. Yet, you have voted in... Ivan Pudge Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, who have literally come out and said, oh yeah, I was on PEDs. Oh, and also Mike Piazza, who also admitted to using steroids, is in the Hall of Fame. But people who admitted it, you're allowed to vote in. But Barry Bonds who is arguably the greatest baseball player ever, you won't vote in because he probably did it. Show me the fucking proof. Is your proof his head got bigger? Because to me, that ain't fucking proof. He never tested positive. So, vote him in. This is a joke. The only player that has 100% is Mariano Rivera, rightfully deserved. But I'm going to say this. Barry Bonds should have been the fucking first.
1: It is stupid.
0: (laughs) It is stupid he is not in. And Sammy Sosa should also be in the Hall of Fame. I was going to
1: say Sammy Sosa. Sammy
0: Sosa saved baseball in a way. That home run battle with Mark McGuire was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that was a shootout.
0: Bonds and Clemens need to be in the Hall of Fame. If It's called the Hall of Fame. You can't tell the story of baseball without mentioning Barry Bonds.
1: Or Sammy Sosa.
0: You can't. It's impossible. Barry Bonds has had two Hall of Fame careers. Split them in half. Pirates and Giants. No one's touching that home run record of 762. Say steroids or not. No one's touching it. Alex Rodriguez, he admitted he, got, he was proven guilty of doing steroids. But voters, you're probably going to vote him in because, A, he's married to J-Lo, he's a Yankee, and he's on TV every week. You're going to vote him in. You're not voting Bonds in because you couldn't prove he did it, so you're telling him, fuck you, by not voting him in. It's a crime. It's a joke, and it's just like the MLB. To not vote someone in like how they banned Pete Rose for gambling on his team when he was a manager. No one gives a shit. He's got 4,200 hits. He's the greatest hitter ever, probably. Vote him in the Hall of... Undo this stupid ban for life bullshit. Put him in the Hall of Fame. And just like Bonds and Clemens put them in. What are we doing here, Major League Baseball? It is a crime, it is stupid, and the best players need to be put in. That's why it's called the Hall of Fame. Not the Hall of Good. The <laughs> Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> Very good argument, Dylan.
0: How do you not put them in? What, like, How do we have people who have been literally... Admitted and proven of doing steroids in, but we don't put in the guy who we think did it.
1: Like, the argument is, like, Hall of Fame. Like, is it for how they played or what they're going to be remembered for? Like, it's not the Hall of Good, as you mentioned. So, you're going to be talking about, for years, like, they had an ESPN 30 for 30 on Sosa McGuire. Like, there's so many different things that Clemens will be remembered for. It's same with Bond, like, that 76 record, home run record. Like, you mentioned, nobody's touching that, even if it's PD or not. Nobody can, like, Maguire had, what, 50-something? Like, yeah. it's just insane that he hit that many. You know, like,
0: he, people he's going to be remembered be like- for that. Think about this. In baseball, the point is to not give up any runs. But as a manager, you're like, bases loaded, Bonds is up, I'm going to give them a free run because I don't want Bonds hitting. When do you see that anymore? When do teams intentionally walk guys with bases loaded? Never, Never. because pitching's too good now. You're not going to give them a free run. Bonds has more intentional bases loaded walks than anyone.
1: Even if you're, he was using, you're still scared to see him at the plate.
0: Yeah, because he just hit bombs. Like, if you want to separate steroid wing and non, go ahead. But why are, we vo- why are you voting in people who have literally tested positive and admitted it? But Bonds, uh, we think he did it because his head got bigger. What <laughs> is that argument? I don't get it. It it, I, it bothers me every year because they I I I hate to say it, but I feel like they're just going to keep bonds out to send a message.
1: And they have. Like, it's been this long. I think they're can, can, going to continue to, but you have to send it across the board. Like, if you're going to have guys that are using, like, don't, don't ever have them in the Hall of Fame. Like, you can't just have Barry Bonds sit out and then keep voting guys in, like Rodriguez or, or Punch Rodriguez, whoever it was, into in the Hall of Fame. Like, you have to make it consistent across the board.
0: Well, and, like, my whole thing is, like, I don't, what I don't understand about the MLB Hall of Fame is they have a 10-year window to get in. If you weren't good enough to get in in, like, your first, second, or third try, what makes you think you're going to get in your ninth? Like, the NHL. Like, who just got voted in this year after, like, 30 years? It was a Doyler's defenseman. Um, from the Gretzky days. I can't remember who it was. But it was, like, 30 years he was on the ballot, and they finally vote him, and you're like, huh? <laughs> why? no one cared. No one cared 30 years ago because he was okay, but he has like, I think he has like six cups. So they're like, oh yeah, he has six cups. He's going to to be in.
1: Maybe they had nobody else.
0: It just, it's things like that where I'm gonna, like, if you're not good enough after your third year, okay, too bad, so sad, to see ya. <laughs> like, either you're good enough or you're not. It's not the hall of good, not the hall of mediocre.
1: Are you talking about Kevin Lowe?
0: Yes. <laughs> You, Kevin, <laughs> is Kevin Long really a Hall of Fame player? It took him 30 years to get in.
1: It's up for debate. That was a good team. They had Paul Coffey.
0: The, yeah, Bretzky, the team Messi. was good. But <laughs> does not make you a Hall of Fame player? It's like a it Hall of Fame
1: team. Was it the play, for player or for manager? Because he Man, okay, it was a for player. player. Yeah, okay, fair enough.
0: He's not a Hall of Fame player, he's not a Hall of Fame team. Not a Hall of Fame player.
1: He's also a high ranking uh, Hockey Canada executive at the 2002 Olympics. Yeah, (laughs) and Oilers uh, scout and manager for years. So, So,
0: like, it's, I just, we have to draw a line. Like, there has to be a criteria, I think. You have to have, I think you need to have over a thousand points. I think that's the line. I think
1: there's not a lot of guys get into that though. Like today's day and age, you're lucky to have a 15, 14 fourteen-year career.
0: Okay, but then you can, but then you can like, okay, you need to have this many goals, this many assists. Like it's again, it's called the Hall of Fame for a reason, not the Hall of You were good.
1: Hall of Lane, Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> like I'm, I, I don't know. Like I get that you're gonna have guys that are great players. That you're like, you're a great player. To, if if you're on the line of Great player or Hall of Fame? You're not on a Hall of Fame player. You ha- it has to be in no doubt.
1: It shouldn't like, be borderline. Yeah, I agree.
0: Like it's one of those. It's what that home run where you just where the pitcher just looks and asks for a new ball. That's the that, that's a Hall of Fame player. You just yeah okay yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like the Sedin's. Oh, I don't even have to think about. it. They're a Hall of Fame player. They Players. did what? No, they did what? No one else could do. They each have a thousand points as brothers. Like, yeah. Niedermeyers, Scott's clearly a Hall of Fame player. Rob, sorry, bud. <laughs> like, the Stalls, probably none f- of them.
1: No. I'd Eric maybe, like, maybe depends who's in his class, but...
0: If you have to think about it, he's not. I'm sorry. It, what, what individual awards does he have?
1: Zidane's yeah. got... Crickets. Z-
0: Siddings have an Art Ross and uh, a Hart.
1: He made it to one cup final in like 07 with Carolina. That's all I can remember.
0: Didn't he, didn't he win the cup in 06, actually?
1: 07. When they played uh, Edmonton. 06 was Anaheim and... Uh...
0: Wasn't it other way around?
1: Oh, no, sorry. 06 was Carolina. You're right. A- Anaheim sorry, was oh, he has a cup, fight. I guess, then. Yeah.
0: I guess that's an award, but that's... A, that's Niedemar, a,
1: Rob Niedemar also has a cup, so...
0: Yeah, a, Yeah, that's more of a team award to me.
1: Yeah, depends how many you won, but yeah.
0: Still a team award. No, but that's my take on the Hall of Fame. I think the MLB Hall of Fame is a joke, since they don't vote in players that clearly need to be in, and they're like, oh, we'll vote you in because you were great, but you did steroids, and this other guy who's better, we won't. I think it's stupid and a crime. Too many voters is the problem.
1: Make the guys in the Hall of Fame be the voters—the guys who played the game.
0: But the thing is, though, how do you like? There's so many guys, and that's the issue. Like, that's where the NHL one—it kind of works to me because you have like six people voting.
1: Yeah, like that's found success as well with getting the right guys into the Hall of Fame. uh, I
0: mean, Kevin Lowe got in, so
1: (laughs) you mentioned thirty years.
0: not a Hall of Fame player. I'm sorry. He played on a great team. He wasn't that good of a defenseman.
1: You couldn't even remember his name, so that was... (laughs) That's my point. Yeah. Like, let's... Oh, I have his stats here, Dylan.
0: I'm sorry. Kevin Lowe, you played 1,254 games. You have 432 points. How is that a Hall of Fame defenseman?
1: You have 84 goals. Would you think Marin Hosa was a Hall of Fame player?
0: Um, Hossa, for me, was tough because his career got cut short.
1: Fair enough. He also did play 1309, though, so that's quite a bit. And he had 1134 points, so...
0: Yeah, so There's he played more games him. than he, Again, offensive player versus defensive, but still, low. you had 430 points, man. And, like... You played for twenty years. Like, I don't know. I just if you play as a defenseman, if you play twelve hundred and fifty-four games, at least you probably should average a point in at least half a point a game.
1: But as a defenseman, though,
0: half a point a game is that that much to ask?
1: It's the Hall of Fame, man. (laughs)
0: Like. Are we gonna reward mediocrity? Like that's the problem. We're rewarding him because of of his a team accomplishments, not his individual. Like
1: yeah. If he had six hundred goals as a defenseman, then yeah, I think that would be no question. But
0: he didn't even win a Vesna. Not a Vesna. He didn't even win um
1: Norris. 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 Sorry.
0: Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> No, too bad. You name it. Well, you played twenty years. You didn't win one Norris. Lidstrom won like seven in a row.
1: To be fair, Paul Coffey was on that team. So.
0: Oh, so you're rewarding him for playing with a Hall of Fame defenseman?
1: No, I'm saying that he was ahead of him on the depth chart.
0: Yeah, because Coffey's a better player.
1: coffee's also in hall of fame this could anyways this could go on for days but
0: for for sure it can and that and that's like the thing i i think just after a while they're like okay we have to put him in he has six cups and i think probably gretzky was like put this guy in i'm friends with him gideon that's all i have for you tonight my friend i'm glad we're able to do this again it was great having you back on this board with grant here on pacific northwest radio any final thoughts on your end
1: no one thing i will say um Former NHLer Fred Sacamoose, 86 years old, is in hospital battling, uh, battling COVID. Uh, so we, w- we send our uh, well wishes to him and hope he uh, is able to pull out for that one. Uh, NHL legend as well across uh, all fronts of the game. But, yeah, thank you for having me on again, Dylan. It was nice to chat.
0: Yeah, buddy, it was great having you on. I hope to do this again soon with you. Um, hopefully once all this COVID ends, we can um, do it in-house and do it together. Yes, I agree. Thanks, Gideon. Enjoy the rest of your night, my friend. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Rant with Grant. Once again, thank you to Gideon Hill for joining me here on this episode. Head over to my Instagram page, Sports Rant with Grant, and give it a follow. And don't forget the Twitter page, Sports Rant Grant. That's going to do it. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day.